everyone. I'm Kennedy. And I'm Tara. We are Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. We would like to provide a trigger warning as there will be mentions of trauma in many forms. We are not licensed therapists and cannot provide professional advice. However, we can relate and provide our own personal experiences and lessons that we have learned along the way. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. So this is episode five. Uh, In this episode, we're going to be talking about motherhood and trauma. So this is part two Mm -hmm. for the episode we recorded last week, which was navigating the challenges of childhood trauma. So this week we're going to be talking about um, healing your inner child Mm. through motherhood. So um, originally we were supposed to have a very special guest to me. Um, My friend Isabel was supposed to join us. Um, Unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts and um, whatnot, there was just, there was a little bit too too much for her to juggle. And of course, this Mm -hmm. is a recreational podcast. (laughs) Understandable. (laughs) Yeah. Real life took priority. Yeah. So, um, me and Tara are going to proceed with the conversation um, that me and Isabel um, talked about. So yeah, we'll get more into that in a little bit. But I just wanted to touch base with you, Tara, and see yeah. how you're doing. I'm doing pretty good. I feel like I'm doing good lately. Um, well, right now, anyways. <laughs> Knock on wood, wherever wood is. Um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> you're yeah, no, I, I'm doing pretty well. It just, I find I'm having a hard time adjusting still to like sleep or lack of sleep, I guess. Like Evie still wakes up twice in the night and sometimes she has a hard time going down. So the next day I'm napping when she naps hundred percent. So I'm just trying to navigate through that, especially before I get back to work. Um, And I had like a really good weekend this past weekend, actually. I had a cousin and aunt um, surprise me and come visit us. And it was super nice to see them. And for my cousin to meet Evie, yeah, they came for a visit. And then on Sunday, we went and seen our close friends and their daughter. So like Evie and their daughter had a little play date. It was fun. Yeah, it was just fun to see them together. And um, and then me, Brandon, Evie, and Brandon's close friend, Jordan, we went for a snowshoe in the trails. And we actually went uh, target shooting target. <laughs> target <laughs> anyway, yeah, we did some target practice with our guns because I haven't – Brandon bought me a gun like a few years ago for hunting and I haven't actually been able to use it. So it was my first time and I want to like learn all about, you know, how to use it safely and for hunting. And yeah. And then today Megan was here and it's always fun when I see my best friend and she hung, hung out with Evie while I did some errands. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was productive, but yeah, doing pretty good. How about you? How was uh, your trip and everything? Fill us in. Yeah, it was super fun. Um, we were in Ottawa. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, I was in <laughs> Ottawa for um, a week. We went Saturday to Saturday, so I recorded while I was there. Mm. But now I'm um, I'm since home now, and now we're preparing for the long-awaited move into my hey. forever home. So that's been um that's been very fun. Um, <laughs> busy, but busy sorting through all of the stuff and whatnot, but it's been really exciting to start seeing all of the things come together. Um, so yeah, we, we didn't really do like a whole lot of like sightseeing or like touristy stuff while we were in Ottawa. Like my friend Isabel and I hadn't seen each other in like two years, I want to say. So it was really just about spending some like quality time with her, which I really got to do. I really enjoyed it. Um, so we just spent some time hanging out and talking and catching up and it was like long, long overdue yeah um, I bet it, it was, was really nice. nice this year yeah well she's just someone I connect with like really really well mm-hmm. um, we connected like right off the bat when we first met and it was just like we hit the ground running and that was it the rest is history yeah um, and then to not see each other for such a long period of time like was pretty rough so we um, spent a lot of good time together over the week it didn't go exactly as like she or I had hoped but um because we got sick her daughter yeah. brought home her daughter brought home a cold from daycare, which I hear is just like the joys of childcare. Oh gosh, um, yeah. Which I'm sure we'll get into when we start to experience <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, we're gonna start experiencing that at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, but um, so she like so her daughter brought a cold home, and usually like I'm I, I have to pat myself on the back because like usually the thought of like me and baby Peter getting sick is like the end of the world, and I handled oh, it. Oh yeah, with- it's gonna actually that's a good point. How was that for you? Uh, I actually was okay. I you know I said I'd rather be sick here with you than 
not here with you because it's I've, I've been waiting so long to see you so i wasn't mm -hmm. i wasn't like super anxious or anything i really took on peter's mentality of like it is what it is like we'll just deal with it now that we are sick it wasn't covid thank god yeah um it was just a cold and as i'm sure you can hear i'm still kind of dealing with some <laughs> but of the congestion you sound much better though than last week <laughs> <laughs> yeah than last week i didn't realize how sick i was until i listened like i listened back and i was like holy uh, crap i really i really was sick Maybe you I poor thing yeah well i didn't talk too much so <laughs> yeah well at least you like powered through and like oh i had to i couldn't let that hold me back i don't want to um start i don't want to start slacking you know oh um so anyway it was fun we spent some good time together i went to my first drag show and Ooh. um yeah i'm actually a really big fan of like rupaul's drag race and stuff mm -hmm. so um but like living in cape breton like i like i'm not super in the drag scene so i don't know any of the shows yeah. obviously i'm a fan of the art so right um anyway. i've never been to a drag show actually like we went to war on the catwalk and it was like some of rupaul stars and it was wow. friggin oh it was amazing tara i was like we were like truthfully we were sick and we you still <laughs> we, still went and i still that. went like i yeah i saw trinity the tuck i saw um kylie sonique love that's um, fun it was so much fun and then we got to meet them after the show <gasps> oh nice you take we, pictures Yes, I took lots of pictures. I'll send, I'll send them to you. It was a lot of fun. I haven't even like I haven't even posted anything on Facebook. No, I, like, and I'm, like it just shows the, how busy you were probably that. Yeah, it was so crazy, right? And then like it was so nice to see Peter interact with her daughter, and um, yeah, her daughter's a little bit older than Peter, so I think I shared that last time. Like her daughter was a baby, yeah. when we first like met and clicked and became friends, and then they moved back to Ottawa, and now her daughter's three, and my son is one. So it was really nice to see our babies together. Yeah, so it sounds like you had lots of fun and some good memories and quality time. Yeah, yeah it was really it was really fun. And it was also really nice because I was out of my comfort zone, especially with the baby. Because um, as you know, uh, we still co-sleep because it was what was working for us for a while. And yeah. we're living in someone else's home, so it's not really feasible for us to create an environment that promotes him to sleep on his own but well right of course i mean it's whatever works for you guys right yeah so um but he actually he slept on a floor bed by himself no multiple nights in a row wow so i'm very okay. proud of him well there you go and then um so that was that was cool and i don't mm -hmm. know if you saw on facebook um he can crawl up the stairs yes oh my gosh that was so cute he was very proud of himself and i was having an anxiety almost having an anxiety attack the entire uh -huh. time but i tried not to let that take I over too. <laughs> so he was incredibly proud of himself too actually yes it's like from... cute when like they do something like that and they're all excited like evie will clap when she does yeah. you know something like that and we're clapping and it's just super cute yeah it's so cute so rewarding so it was it was a lot of fun it was really hard to leave though um yeah, it's especially because it's like a little like vacation for you guys, right? You have to like go back to reality. <laughs> yeah. And then like our reality was getting ready to move. So mm -hmm. and you're like, oh but, God. But at the same time, it's it was like, it's exciting to be home and like be getting ready to move into my home. And um, like I said, seeing it all come together finally has been really nice. Um, it's been a long time coming. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Do you want to get into like how you and your friend came up with this like, realization about you know our our topic today like yeah so when i was in ottawa like we were hanging out and talking and we were having some like she lives about like half an hour out of direct like city basically so we had like a long drive <laughs> into town to like go shopping or like go do anything mm -hmm. so we were having a conversation because we had already come up with the idea for renee to come on to the podcast Mm -hmm. And so we were just having like a, we were having a conversation and I, you know, I was like, have, I asked her basically, she's like, you know, is there things that trigger you in motherhood? And she's like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you know, there's challenges in navigating motherhood and, you know, having your, like having experiences with trauma. And she was like, no, honestly, like I find it really healing. I find mm -hmm. it heals like my inner child. Wow. And I was like, holy crap. Like I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Like what a profound way of looking at it. 
Yeah. Well, also, I think she's like me and I think she does some therapy. So, but <laughs> yeah. just, or she's just really, you know, she just has really profound ways of thinking, which I also <laughs> think is true. Yeah. So Isabel, if you're listening, shout out. But she, um, she has like a really interesting way that like her brain works about stuff. So I thought she would have had some, well, she would have some useful insight for this topic because um, she was the one that kind of lit that light within me mm-hmm. um and I never looked I didn't look at it that way because you know I'm so early in my I'm still kind of well not so early but like I'm still early in my motherhood journey and I'm sure there's things I'm going to come across and mm-hmm. you know I've had even like listening back like I'm pretty proud of myself like listening back to last week's episode I was pretty yeah. proud of myself for like the way that I'm able to reflect on my life and the things I've experienced and especially my relationship with my mom because there was a point where my relationship with my mom wasn't great yeah um but it's interesting to look back and see and well and hear like hear myself talk about it because um when I was a kid I I blamed her more Mm -hmm. than anything because I was like I said just easily manipulated and Mm -hmm. you know had that outer interference that kind of interrupted my relationship with my mother Mm -hmm. um you know through a lot of therapy and through a lot of inner work I was able to you know show her some grace and Mm -hmm. understand forgiveness um and I think that, you know, acknowledging that the way that we parent our children is because of the things that we've experienced. And yes, there are challenges in that, especially like Renee said of like, you know, your child being the age that you were when traumatic things happened or, um, you know, them experiencing like certain things that trigger you, but also how healing it can be because you're parenting your child almost the way that you wish you had been parented or the way that we wish that our parents or caregivers or whatever showed up for us. Right. Um, And I found a lot of comfort in those words when Isabel said, you know, that she was healing her inner child because I, I I very much agree with that. And that very Mm -hmm. much resonates with me because, you know, I'm showing up for baby Peter the way that I wish people had showed up for me. Yeah. And I think that's, that's big. And I feel like I, when you say that, I also hear like breaking the cycle, Mm -hmm. you know, that we are breaking the cycle. Like, I think you've said something, you said something before about like it, like it stops here. Like Mm -hmm. the cycle stops here. The trauma stops here. It stops with us. It ends with us. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's like almost hard for me to look at it in that way of like, I'm healing my inner child, like, and it's probably just because it's so hard for me to reflect back on my past. Like, I don't want to go back mm-hmm. to that childlike mentality um, of where I was because it's super, it's just super scary. Um, so I, I want to like, I guess, deflect mm-hmm. away from that. But I guess you can't not look at it that way. I mean, mm-hmm. we are, like you said, we are, um, you know, raising our babies and parenting them and caring for them, loving them the way that we should have been and we're doing mm-hmm. like almost the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Our, so our it's parents- like you, yeah. And it's like you said, we're breaking the cycle and it's, it, it really does end here. It ends with us. And, you know, it's hard because, you know, we can't necessarily protect them from everything, but we can make sure that they have the tools and the skills and, you know, the communication skills that they need to um, yeah. navigate that stuff. And they're always going to have that open relationship yeah, just like Renee had said last, of having yeah. that, that relationship of communication because, like, although, like, we can um, create a space in our home, you know, in mm-hmm. the immediate family life or whatever that is safe and protected and cared for, we can't control everything that's going to happen on, I guess, the outside, like at school or mm-hmm. when they go over to someone's house or when they go out into the world or whatever. We can, like you said, we can give them the tools and everything to kind of, like, mm-hmm. navigate the world, but can't always protect them from everything. So yeah it's important that we also build that relationship so that you know we're we're always someone that is safe to them and that's someone that mm-hmm. they can trust yeah and in turn that can heal your inner child too because you'll you'll be able to trust that your child's never going to experience the things that you did because they have you yeah so for you what does it mean i guess like when you think of um raising peter in terms of healing your inner child like what kind of pops in your mind well I just I always want him to find comfort with me I want him to always know that 
you know, I guess really, I, I don't like, I don't think I'm like the perfect mom. I don't think I'm, I doubt myself almost daily, but I have to trust that I'm doing the best I can with what I know. I want him, but I also want him to be able to reflect on that and like, and know that I was his person, that I always showed up for him, that I always advocated for him, that I always protected him and that I always loved him at the end of the day, that I, I supported him in every way that I could and that I, um, that nothing was more important to me than him mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. his well-being and mm -hmm. his everything. You know, I'd shared last week that there were, you know, there was times in my life I felt very lonely and alone. And I find like everyone's like super act, like super involved as a baby. But when the kids start getting older, mm. so that's yeah. when I kind of, but that's what I kind of think of. I kind of think of like when baby Peter's like eight, nine, ten. I don't want him like I want him to remember coming home and having dinner with his mom and dad. And um, I want him to know like that that's always going to be important. And even if things aren't always great at home, I don't ever want him to hear that. I don't ever want him to hear if like me and Peter are arguing, even if it's something stupid, like, mm -hmm. you know, because that has an effect on kids. Oh, yeah, and for sure. It's really important to keep that stuff separate. You know, sometimes like if things get out of hand, it's hard, but yeah, the little arguments and like the little passive aggressive comments and slamming cupboards and stuff. I never want that stuff to happen mm. in front of my son. And I think in creating that safe environment for Peter, I'm gonna, it's gonna um, heal little Kennedy to know mm. that, <laughs> that she didn't repeat that and that she, she mm -hmm. grew from that. She did protect her son to the best of her ability. And she didn't repeat the cycle. Cause yeah. That, and you know, that I, at least I protected baby Peter. Right. The way little Kennedy should have been protected. Yes. And hopefully I'll be able to find some peace and comfort in that. Um, and like I said, I don't, um, you know, just cause things happened. I don't, yeah. I don't hold any, I can't hold on to it. And <clears throat> I think, you know, it was nice to have the perspective of like the, the challenges that come with it. But I, I think th uh, through a lot of therapy, I was mm -hmm. joking with my therapist about it today because I, I've told her about, you know, the podcast and whatever. And I told her if she wants mm -hmm. to listen, she, that she can. I don't expect her to. Yeah. But I've also found this a little therapeutic for me, too, because I've been able to. Um, a lot of reflection, I find. Yeah, it's a lot of reflection. And it's a lot of like, this is also like some of the nitty gritty work is like getting it out there and being vulnerable. And yes. Yes. Putting and it out there being uh risk being like judged yeah it's hard it's hard to be that vulnerable and especially like i find like sometimes i find the hardest thing is like i never know who's listening mm. but yeah that's a whole yeah yeah that, that's it's a good point too eh? it's like you don't know who's listening out there and you're just like hoping that i don't know i hope things i always just hope things are well received and that things yeah. aren't being like taken out of context because um, yeah i've realized that you know like despite all of the things that I've been through in my life, I don't hold, I don't hold any resentment towards yeah. my mom or my, like my aunts or anybody mm -hmm. the, like, cause they didn't directly do anything that if that, and they didn't do anything intentionally. Right. There were people that did stuff intentionally or, you know, whatever. So mm -hmm. um, it's important for me to create a safer space for my son and, yeah. to show up for him the way that maybe that I wish that people had shown up for me. Cause like I said, I was a, I was a teenager and I just grew up too fast and I was just doing things that, you know, 13, 14, 15 year old kids shouldn't be doing, which I'm sure is a similar case for you. Yes, for you sure. Grow up with, you grow up way too quick when you deal with trauma and, mm -hmm. and um, I don't ever want Peter to do that. I don't want Peter to experience that. So it's, it's, you know, like whether whatever parenting method that people choose, like if you choose the gentle parenting, which is like a whole thing, but mm -hmm. you know, it's not even so much as gentle parenting. People really think that gentle parenting is like you let your kid beat the shit out of you all day, <laughs> and you're just like, I'm sorry, like I'm sorry. Yeah, like, yeah. No, it's not that at all. No, it's not that at all. There's ways to do it, like, and it's still like, no, please don't do that. That hurts. Yeah. 
and like just they're still mental, like literally just yeah, yeah having no. a different approach that's all right yeah, a gentle approach. A, yeah a more gentle approach with them and i think that's going to be really important for me moving forward with peter and i think that i'll be able to find comfort in knowing that because like i said i i never want peter to feel the things that i did so i'm going to make yeah. sure that i don't create spaces and environments that lead him to feel that way and i want him to always know he can come back and talk to me and be with his mom Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. So, yeah. So when, when you heard that, I remember you were pretty, uh, you were pretty shook about it. You were like, "Holy shit! I've never thought of it like that." Yeah, I was shooketh. <laughs> yeah, you were. Um, I, I, although I've done a lot of therapy and um, work, inner work on myself, and I'm pretty, you know, self-aware and whatnot. Um, I still have a lot of more work to do. Like. I, I definitely am not done my journey of therapy or working through my trauma, mm-hmm. um, especially now with having Evie and the way that I am approaching motherhood and seeing the world and everything. Like I said last episode, you know, I'm seeing the world super unsafe and I'm see- seeing everyone in a different light and seeing a lot of people um, as unsafe around Evie. So I don't want that to, you know, um, be my life. Like I don't want you know, I don't, I want to work through that, like how I can, I guess, rid that, that cloud. I, you know, I don't know how else to explain it, but anyways, mm-hmm. um, I never thought of it that way. So it just took a lot out of me to think of it in that perspective. Like I said, when I look back on myself as like a child who was going through, you know, all the trauma that I went through, it's just, it's hard. Cause that always brings flashbacks and yeah. anxiety and, irritability and nightmares and um all that so it's hard but i think i've invested so much time in like trying to do things a certain way you know like that i didn't look at it in that way like i'm not taking the time to see it in a profound way i guess Mm -hmm. because i'm just so angry about my past you know like i do have a lot of resentment towards my caregivers and towards the people who abused me and mistreated me um, because a lot of my um, trauma was intentional. Some of it was unintentional, but anyways, I just, it is hard for me to, to sometimes like let go of that. Like I said, I've come a long way and I don't, I don't hold that of like what could have been or Mm -hmm everything it, it happened and this is who I am today and it's made me the person I am. Yeah. Um, yes, I see the world in <laughs> as like a scary place, but I also see the world um, differently than others in the sense of like being empathetic and um, non-judgmental. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm super, I'm a very independent person and I'm a critical person and I'm always questioning things and I'm always trying to do better and, you know, I have mm-hmm. a big heart. So there's, you know, there's good things too. So I guess when I think of like raising Evie to as healing my inner child, I just, I just go right to like safety of like, I want to create a safe space for her, a safe home. I want to be that safe person for her. Like even if something happens with me and Brandon and we divorce or whatever, um, I still want mm-hmm. her to like look back and know that she had safe people in her life because I can't look back and say the same. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. it's, I can't look back and say like, oh, this person kept me safe or this person was doing this for me. It, I don't have that. So I definitely want that for her that no matter what, like you said, kind of like no matter what will happen in this home, um, no matter what she faces or whatever, that she can always consider me someone safe and that she trusts and that she can go to. And that will help her navigate this world, you know, because it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. And but I'm also a very realistic person. Like I see things in a very realistic light because of, I guess, my past. Yeah. So I want to raise her in the way to be independent and self-sufficient mm-hmm. and realistic. Um, I don't know if that's healing my inner child, but it's it's just I guess it's something I take away from everything that I've been through that has molded me to the person that I am. Like I want to continue that with my children. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't want them to be like, Oh, the world is harsh. Like go out there and good luck. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah. But you don't want her to, you don't want her to learn that 
as she goes and you don't want her to learn that as a survival skill like you did. That's what I, thank you, exactly. Like I don't want her to have to survive the way that I had to survive as like, no child should have to be like trying to survive every day, trying to, you know, figure out how they're gonna eat or how they're gonna just live the next day. Like, you know, mm -hmm. how they're gonna plan and prepare for the abuse that's gonna come. Like I, that, that will never ever be something that's gonna cross her mind. In no. any form or any aspect. Like, mm -hmm. no. <laughs> like, if there's anyone that's around in our life, family, friends, whatever, that brings any kind of, like, I don't know, any form of anything harmful, mm -hmm. anything that can yeah. can harm her in any way, like, I'm just going to make sure that that's, there's some boundaries in place and that if that is the case, that, again, that she has that safe space to go to and she knows how to communicate with me and freely communicate with me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I never want her to have to just be surviving. Like, want, I want her to have a childhood. I didn't have mm -hmm. yep. a, a, an idealistic childhood. Mm -hmm. um, I want her to be able to be a child to uh, explore, you know, her identity and to be herself in any way. I don't ever want to hold her back. Mm-hmm ever like I want her whoever she wants to be whoever you know I'm I want to be the one like pushing her and forward you know being there beside her encouraging mm -hmm. her along the way and just want her to be loved and enjoy life and yeah. live a life that you know she deserves and that I deserved I guess in a way then looking at it yeah. that way like I want her to have the childhood that I wish I would have had and because like there's always parts that I remember of being like a free child or a free teenager, you know, being able to be myself. And that was when I was like in foster homes um, mm -hmm. or later in life when I was like living on my own. Um, yeah. So, you know, like I don't want, I just want her to have a life with, without having to just to, to guess, survive. And I want to. Yeah. And it's almost like where like you learn to be independent and all that because you had to, it was a survival skill for you. You know, you had to be independent. You had to know how to take care of yourself and provide for yourself and like look after yourself and Renee almost. And then instead on the flip side, like Evie's just going to learn to be independent. So she's independent. Yeah, exactly. I don't want her to have to learn all those essential skills that I learned because I had to like, yeah, because that no one else was showing me it. I just had to learn it because I needed to grow up fast and no one else was going to uh, care for me or show me how to, I guess, be a child or grow as a teenager or whatever. Um, I just had to kind of figure that out on my own. And mm -hmm. I, yeah, I want all, all everything that she grows to be because like, you know, myself and Brandon helped her get there in a mm -hmm. positive way, not because she had like no other choice, I guess. Yeah, and that I think um, that that'll be important for you know you to look back on and like almost look at little Tara and be like, um, you know, you protected Evie, or you did the things for Evie that people should have did for you, and at least maybe then like maybe then you can find a little bit of comfort because at least despite all of that you broke the cycle, and yeah, now and you're creating a more beautiful like a beautiful life, yeah. I want to try to not be too overprotective and controlling um, because of the way I see the world and because I want to shield her from that harm, you know, that, that I know is out there, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to kind of allow her to grow and um, build her self-esteem and her character, even though she's 10 months old. <laughs> it was, yeah. I'm trying to do that now so that mm -hmm. I'm not like holding her back, I guess. Like I want, Yeah. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. No, it does. It does make sense. Um, it's just, it's really, yeah, again, it's really hard for me to um, think of it in that way as how I'm healing mm -hmm. my inner child through my child. It's like, mm -hmm. it just, it all comes down to me wanting her to be loved and cared for and having a safe space and upbringing. Like, like the one that I guess, I yeah, I wish I would have had, like, although... Yeah. Sometimes there's some things I wouldn't have changed because of the person I am, if that's yeah that makes any sense. I don't know. Yeah. No, um, I know what you mean because I, I I sometimes would look back and be like, would I change these things? 
because if I changed these things, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. Yeah. It's and like, I wouldn't have the life that I have. I wouldn't have Peter. I wouldn't have. Yeah. Everything happens obviously everything. for a reason. The universe has a way of making sense of things, I guess. Yep. But obviously I would have changed the fact to not go through all those very traumatic events. Mm -hmm. um, but there's some things that I'm like, okay, yeah, like it helped me grow into the person I am. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely don't want life to be easy for Evie. If I don't know if that I sounds know that, harsh, but like. No, but I, I know what you mean though. Cause like you don't want it to be like, oh, like everything handed to her on a silver platter yeah, or something. Because. I mean, She's going to face adversity. But. Well, exactly. And I never knew anything to come easy, <laughs> but to, to the other end, you know, like to the far, far-fetched side. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like, I think a lot of the things that I learned through um, my childhood and upbringing, I want to instill in her, but in like a positive way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because regardless of, regardless of how we learn these things of like independence and all that, they're important skills. It's just, it, it matters how you learn them and we yes. learn them in more yeah, and now in a we, negative way, so. we like see the world in this negative view first. We don't see it positive first. We see like the negative, you know, and mm -hmm. we are very mistrusting of people and, you know, I, yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to be like constant in her life. And I just, even, you know, my whole, like my whole childhood, my whole upbringing, my whole whatever, teenage years, everything that you know, I've learned from how my parents raised me. Like there's so much that I'm going to take from it that I'm like, you know, even today mm -hmm. as I'm, I'm 31, like there's still things that I'm like, you know, I will never do that to my children. Like I'm still almost like healing <laughs> myself, yeah. you know? Well, the thing with trauma is that it's, it's ongoing, right? Like it's almost like you said with, you said in our last episode that your PTSD is like, it's a part of you, but it doesn't define you. Yeah. And I think that really goes the same for trauma. Like it's, it's a part of us. It doesn't define us. It doesn't, you know, determine anything, mm -hmm. but it is a part of us. It is something that we carry with us. Yes. And I didn't realize that it was so deeply embedded. Like if I looked, I, I think I told you this already, but like, I remember, you know, before I had a baby, I was like, yes, I am so self-aware. I'm so like, nothing <laughs> can bring me down. I've dealt with all my shit. And then mm -hmm. I had a baby and I was like, uh, 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 whoa, hold back. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. Start from square one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because it just brought up so many other things and so many other feelings. And, um, and it was kind of, it's really hard to navigate those feelings. And it was overwhelming at first because, you know, having a baby and like bringing a baby into the world and, you know, dealing with like, you know, they always say like moms are like fiercely protective of their babies. But when you have a trauma background, yeah it's like amplified yes definitely and it's, and it's so hard to um trust people find comfort in the fact that you know i wouldn't have people in my life if i if i thought they were gonna hurt my son i wouldn't have people in my life that i thought were gonna intentionally cause harm to my baby the yeah. people that you know the people that caused intentional harm aren't in my life right and I, you know, that doesn't go to show, that doesn't go for everybody. Um, yeah. And I'm so like, I love that you see it that way. And I'm so proud of you for like looking at that way because I have a really hard time with that. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's because like, obviously our experiences are different with our childhood mm -hmm. um, and yeah. our, our healing journey and everything, the way we see things. I, I, I hope I come to that realization that the people that are in my life and her life and Brandon's life, you know, are not people that are good people that's why they're in our life and um they wouldn't intentionally i guess harm i just i have a hard time with that maybe it's because there was people that were brought into my life that intentionally harmed me so it's like mm -hmm. if my caregivers allowed this to happen you know what i mean i think yeah that's hard for me to to let go of and it's easier for me to like hold people at a distance then yeah and yeah. set boundaries and set limits and everything. And I'll, like that way I can kind of control the relationship and mm -hmm. go at my own pace. Maybe it'll get better over time as I navigate it through therapy. But yeah, I have a hard time looking at it that way. But so mm -hmm. I'm, it's really good that you do. And that allows, you know, your baby to have these relationships well, with family. It, with, it goes like, I, 
I do, like I, I, I know I always say this, but I do a lot of therapy because I have to. Um, and I realized a long time ago that in order for me to have healthy relationships with my family that, you know, I really needed to, I had to start doing that hard work or it was going to harp, I was going to harbor that resentment towards them. And like I said, the people in my life, you know, like I look back at my, like, you know, when I talk about my mom, like, yeah, there was things that happened, but it was never things that were directly in her control. Yeah things going on behind the scenes that I probably didn't know about. Mm -hmm. um, and she did the best she could with what she had. So I try to show her some grace because like I've said, she's the only parent I have mm -hmm. in my life right now. So I don't want to cut you off, but I feel like when you say that, I think what makes a difference is your relationship now with your mom. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, if it was still, if it was kind of like a relationship where, you know, these things were held against you or she wasn't maybe, you know, being self-aware of how she was mm -hmm. as a mom and trying to repair that and kind of having like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how your guys' relationship but to that extent, but there must be some kind of like open communication where you can kind of talk about that and hopefully she can kind of like It took us a long time. Yeah, but it's still good that you're there, right? That you're yeah. able well, to, to do that uh, and yeah. It's honestly because we lived together for the last year <laughs> and I, you know blessing what, in disguise. I, maybe it was because you know what? If you told if you told me six months ago or like seven, eight months ago when I was in like the thick of like postpartum and if I came out the other side having this understanding of my mom and um we actually uh you know, I don't want to get too much into that, but we we did have a pretty profound conversation the other day and she actually like we, sh we we opened up to each other in a way that we we hadn't been able to in what felt like forever. And she was able to recognize, you know, like, okay, well, you know, shitty things happened to me, but they affected you and shitty things happened to you too. Mm -hmm. And, that, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm the worst mom in the world because <clears throat> I think when, when you're dealing with that level of trauma, knowing that it happened to your child too was like, was so hard for her to understand. Yes. And that probably took her a bit to come to terms with and wrap her head around is the fact that she caused you some kind of harm, right? Like, yeah. Or that she brought someone into our life that caused me harm. Yeah. So I think it was really hard for her for a long time to wrap her head around. Mm. So for her to finally be able to do that and be like, you know what? Like, I think we were talking and she, she almost joked about it. Cause I was like, I don't remember a lot of stuff. Like, cause I, I, I still don't. So I come from a place where it's like, Oh, it sounds like Kennedy has like a good hold on all this shit, but there's still some stuff that's, that's buried pretty deep. Yeah, because you probably blocked some of it out because you can't face it. Yeah, because I don't want to. Yeah. Um, and my mom, I talk, I was talking to my mom because I've had a lot of, um, I don't know, I had a lot of apprehension about the podcast because I was scared my mom was going to think that I just went on it and like shit talked her. <laughs> and I was like, that's not the case. Like, I, I really love my, like, I, I'm really proud of how far me and my mom have come in the last, like, we've come leaps and bounds in the last like six years. Yeah. Um, it's because I do a lot of therapy, but. <laughs> someone has to, right? No. <laughs> yeah, someone has to do the work. But anyway. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding, joking. Mom. If this is the episode that you listen to, I love you very much. Yeah, I'm just joking. Um, but uh, I mentioned in passing, like, oh, you know, there's like some stuff I don't really remember. Like, I don't remember that. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's the trauma. And I was mm. like, oh, okay. So you're well, recognizing that there's some there. That's good. At least you guys can come to that where it's a conversation. Yeah, so I, but we had a pretty good conversation the other day about, you know, like I, I'm like, I, and I told her, like, I'm, you know, I'm proud of her too because, you know, she really, she too had like the odds stacked against her when I was a kid. She was a young mother and mm -hmm. um, she very easily could have had me taken from her. Mm. If, and so, if um, things would have went the other way, yeah, like that could have been an outcome for sure. Yeah, so um, I'm really proud of her. She has come far. Um, She's admitted she still has some work to do with her trauma, but, you know, she has to do that when she's ready. She can't do that because I say yes. she has to. So. No. And for anybody, it's always on your own terms for sure. Exactly. So that brings me right back to, um, I know, like, where you're saying that um, it's, you know, it's good that I'm at a place where I can recognize that my mom did the thing she did for, because that's, like, she did the best she could with what she had, basically, mm -hmm. or... You know, I reflect back and I, I try to find some comfort in the fact that like the people who are in my life, yada, yada, yada. I do a lot of yeah. therapy. I've come to terms with some of the trauma that I've dealt with. I understand it's not directly because of um, these people, but at the, on the same hand, it's our like the things that you and I have experienced in our lives are different. And mm -hmm. just because I'm in this place doesn't mean that like, you know, you're still doing the hard work. So it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's not to take away work. from, from where you I'm know, at, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, 
it's not what do they say they say it's not like i guess trauma isn't linear like it's no not like a, no no it's definitely not you have ebbs and flows right like it's oh, like 100 percent. and i took 20 steps back when i had every right so like all the, that's what i felt too all that hard work i did it's almost like mm -hmm. it went away right and i had to like relearn everything all over again and revisit my mm -hmm. trauma all over again and um yeah like try to mend all these relationships again and um i when you're talking about your mom i think about like my relationship with my dad and we've come a long way as well mm -hmm. um and i think like in a way that's that's healing my my inner child too and allowing evie to have like a safe relationship with him with both my parents my mom and my dad is allowing me to you know heal my inner child because she has a great relationship with them they're they're great with her mm -hmm. um so it's nice to see that like even though i didn't you know have that yeah. it's it's just beautiful to see you know that for evie and like me and my dad have had really deep conversations and he's come to full terms of like what he's done how he failed mm -hmm. like i know he really really holds that um, has a lot of guilt and I know that every day he wakes up he regrets every you know everything that happened so like I know that because he said it and he shows it mm -hmm. so um, when people ask me like how I even have a relationship like <laughs> with my parents or like especially with my dad I'm like you know that's that's why or else we wouldn't like mm -hmm. yeah because accountability is super important and I don't yeah. think that people recognize that enough and I find like <laughs> it's really hard to have those conversations but like taking accountability just because like it, it was like that with my mom too for a while she had a hard time like acknowledging like you know bad things happened to me because bad things happened to her and this is why they happened this way and like and it, it becomes almost like almost dismisses what you you're saying like happened yeah. and like the yeah. trauma that you experienced exactly. but it's hard both things can be true yes you went through things mm -hmm. i also went through things yes both things are true Yes. And also though you like it's important I think for people to take accountability in their role and mm -hmm. in what in the role they played in what yeah. happened. 100%. Um, it's it's very healing when that happens. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, when honestly I think that that healed a lot for me when my mom acknowledged that like yes bad things happened to me but they happened to you too. And that's when I was kind of like holy shit like we are on the right path cuz <laughs> that's good. No that yeah. that and that helps. Um so because I, so I know what you mean when you say that like you know, you have people who are like, how do you have a relationship with your dad? But yeah. it's because he took accountability and he was like, hey, what I did was shit. Or yeah. like, hey, I regret this deeply. And yes. I see the same things with like my mom. And like I said, like the, the situations are very different. Like, Yeah, well, it's it's the same for my mom. Like I don't talk about it a lot because like my mom is different with my dad. My dad's like, whatever, talk about the shit I've done. I don't give it is what it is. Like I'm not going to mm -hmm. hide it. My dad's like, whatever. But my mom's kind of like, she doesn't like things to be out there. But I mean, it is part of me. It's I lived it, my experience. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like we're, we're still on like a healing, I guess, journey, me and my mom. Um, but I know that she was also a young mom and she has a lot of trauma and she did the best that she could with what she had as well. Like I see that, like I'm able mm -hmm. to recognize that because of the mm -hmm. therapy I've done um, and the work that I've done. And I've told her that, you know, that mm -hmm. I see that. So I want her to recognize that, but also she has to take responsibility, I guess, for for things mm -hmm. and come to terms for, with things and do her own her own work. And um, that's not my my responsibility, I guess. And um, with both I parents, I just like I determine the relationship, I guess. Like in a way, mm -hmm. now you know, it's like it's gonna be as much as I can handle, and I'm gonna forgive. Um, and I'm gonna have boundaries in place, and I want Evie to have like a relationship with her grandparents in a healthy way. Like if it turns unhealthy, well, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be a different yeah, conversation. But you're gonna, yeah. Cause you're going to do what you feel is necessary to protect your daughter. Yeah. Exactly. But also that's your choice as a mom. And I've said the same thing like with Peter, like that, you know, people aren't going to harm my son. And if I feel like there are people who are going to harm my son, then they won't be in your life. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's, that's like, just what it is. Right. And mm -hmm. Because what we're doing is we're protecting our children the way that we should have been protected. Exactly. Because, because that's almost, and not like in, an, in a sense to intentionally heal our inner child, but I feel like it's because of, it's. I feel like the reason we show up for our children the way we do is because we wish we had had that. Yeah. Or like 
we're parenting our children the way that we wish we were parented or yeah. we're doing the things that we, we wish were we wish would have been done for us. Almost. Yeah. And I think, I think you just kind of said what I was trying to think of earlier in the sense of I've never looked at it that way, maybe because I wasn't intentionally looking at having, you know, Evie and having a family and having a child because I want to like do differently than what I had or like heal myself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not trying to be, I don't, I don't want to look at it in like a selfish way, but also it, it it's true. Like, Mm -hmm. But it doesn't yeah. have to be selfish because no. you know, you're you're doing some really important work and you're showing that yeah. you know, it's possible to break the cycle. It's possible to yeah. come from, you know, that kind of trauma and that kind of like childhood and turn it around. And you have a beautiful family, you have a beautiful home, mm -hmm. you have a beautiful relationship with your husband. Mm -hmm. And your daughter's never gonna deal with the things that you did. Yeah, because like you're never going to allow it. You're going to protect her the way that you should have been protected. You're going to yeah. love her the way that you should have been loved. Yes. You're going to care for her the way that you should have been cared for. And you're going to show up for her every single day yeah. like you should have been showed up for. Exactly. So um, what's the real, is it subconsciously or unconsciously I'm healing my inner child? <laughs> I think you're subconsciously. You're subconsciously. subconsciously. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think so subconsciously you are healing your inner child. Because we both are. Doing, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we both are. Um, so it's, it's crazy. Cause I never would have thought of it in that way. Cause like, it's so funny. Cause like, I don't want to say that, like, you know, talking about the challenges of navigating motherhood and trauma is like such a negative way to look at yeah. it, but it's almost like put, this is almost putting a more positive spin on it Yeah. because yeah, there's going to be challenges yeah. to what we, like what we are doing as mothers, yeah. like like as mamas with trauma like you know it's not going to be <laughs> going to be hard it's not going to be easy like no it's going to be hard but um i think it's important for us to be able to find comfort in the things that we're doing because if not it's a nasty rabbit hole to get stuck in yeah and then we won't be able to give the life that our children deserve like Mm -hmm. right? and if we're going to like we can't get caught up on every single little thing that we do wrong no and um like there'll, there'll be things that we will, I don't know, mess up on or whatever, but how we come out of that and mm -hmm. how we show up for them and how we, you know, uh, grow and respond yeah. to that is, you know, shows everything. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I think, um, I think it's, I think it's, it was such a profound way to look at this because I never would have thought about it, you know, until, like, until I had that conversation with Isabel and I really do wish that she had been able to come on and have the conversation because I think she had some more insight on the whole thing than mm. I did. But um, I still really appreciate the fact that she shared that with you and she allowed us to talk about yeah. that. So um, I give all the credit to her. I mean, if she's listening, like I'm very thankful that, um, yeah, that she's allowing us to speak on that. And it's going to be very healing probably for a lot of people. Because mm -hmm. it's a really like profound way to look at navigating motherhood with trauma mm -hmm. opposed to like looking at it as how it's going to be challenging and how it's how it's yeah. hard because even when I asked her that question I said you know like are there things that trigger you in motherhood like is there situations you've been in like and she literally just looked at me she goes no she goes because I'm healing my inner child so she's almost like spinning it like she's taking it back she's mm -hmm. she's taking back her you know her her past her childhood and she's saying She's like taking control. Gonna, she's taking control. She's she's saying, you know, I'm not, I guess, reliving my 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 childhood experiences and you know these mm -hmm. these trauma responses. I'm actually healing my inner child through mm -hmm. through navigating motherhood. Like that's beautiful. It's a really profound, beautiful way to look at it, so that it doesn't have that negative mm -hmm. connotation, right? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. it's challenging. There's hard times, but we're also healing. Yeah, as we're going, and yeah. you know, like, and even still, like, it's not to say like, oh, everything's perfect and sunshine and rainbows. Like, you know, we're allowed to mess up. Like, if we, you know, like when we get mad or frustrated, like. You know, that happens. Those yeah. are normal human emotions. Yeah. But, like, it's how we recover from it and it's how we handle it. Like, exactly. And, you know, the way we choose to parent our children is yes. important. And I think it is going to really do a lot of that inner child work because, <clears throat> Lord knows, those, the little Tara and little Kennedy mm -hmm. needed the people to show up for them the way that we show up for our babies. 
Exactly. So um, I just, I really hope that this like resonates with some, some mamas out there, some, some people out there and mm-hmm. yeah, they can look at it in that perspective and that brings some, some peace. And I really hope, yeah, yeah that's what I hope for, for, from this episode. Yeah. I hope from this specific like topic that, you know, people could find comfort in the fact that, you know, they're breaking the cycle mm-hmm. and that, that their children are never going to know the things that they know. Their mm-hmm. children are going to know safety and love mm-hmm. and protection. And in saying that, I hope that you can find comfort and peace in that. Me too. I hope that for myself. And I and I, I know that for you. I know that you're you're there. So I'm not necessarily there. I'm still trying to. I think there's there's lots of um, there's lots of layers to it all. Yes. Um, and there's also a lot of um, <laughs> there's other people in my yeah immediate my you know in my for sure my 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 family here so Mm -hmm. there's there's layers of trauma that need to be worked through so oh yeah i'm doing the work with mine and hopefully (laughs) i'll deal with the rest as it comes but um okay well again thank you everyone for your support for listening along following along with us and i just quickly i want to shout out to our international followers, because I don't know if you've seen Kennedy, but we've definitely gained some following in some different countries besides just the Canada and U.S. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have some people from Ireland, Germany, and Spain. Yeah. Really? Oh, my God. Well, we're very grateful to have you. And um, (laughs) So anyways, I just thought I wanted to kind of touch on that because I remember like our first or second episode, we weren't even sure if we reached anyone outside of Canada. So that's awesome pretty cool um that is really cool so i guess we do have some international following now really exciting and do you want to introduce next week's topic episode yeah sure uh well thank you i just wanted to also say like thank you guys for listening and following along with us we really appreciate your support um for next week's episode we're going to be talking about relationships well i guess i don't i we still we're still not really sure on the title so like navigating (laughs) you know postpartum relationships and the change in relationship after having a baby basically so yes and that. we i guess more specifically we're going to dive in into our intimate relationships with our partners so mm-hmm. i know that's something a lot of people don't talk about or are uneasy about to to get into the nitty-gritty but we're gonna <laughs> oh yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it because that's what we do <laughs> yes and we have been bribing begging pleading with our partners to be on the episode <laughs> so st- we might have one of our partners participate uh stay uh, tuned to see if they do <laughs> yeah yeah stay tuned and see if someone agrees to to, <laughs> to dealing with us <laughs> with us if not we will do something fun to include them like whether it's some kind of like a questionnaire or we get you know our viewers our viewers our listeners to um, you know, get some questions that they can answer. Yeah. Things that they want to share, I guess, from our partner's perspective. We we'll do something like that. Yeah. Maybe. I think that'll be really interesting. Um so stay tuned for yeah. that. And that'll be our topic for next week. All right. Thanks everybody. And that's all for this episode of Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. Thank you for listening. Find us here again next week at 6 p.m. on Apple Music or Spotify. And be sure to be following our social media pages on Instagram at Moms with Trauma Podcast and on Facebook at Mamas with Trauma and Unpopular Opinions. Mm-hmm.